0: Welcome back to another episode of Mommy and Me. I am Bree Renee, and-
1: I am Miss Renee.
0: You just be looking forward to doing that, don't you? <laughs> and you know, this is where we have these unapologetic, raw, unfiltered conversations between mother and daughter um, and multi-generations. I feel like a lot of these conversations we're having are not just based on our relationship, but I think the relationship in a whole between mothers and daughters, or even just a younger generation with an older generation. Outdated. Not a Generation. Not outdated. Old school players. Perhaps. Okay. But yeah. So today, um, I want to jump in a, a, a conversation that a lot of people are looking forward to having with you because you are a very successful entrepreneur. You have like reinvented yourself a million times. You have had, like I said, you've sold everything from selling dirt to selling cars to... Now you're in the shit business. <laughs> like when Jay Z was like, I can sell water to a well, I don't know if Jay-Z said that or not, but somebody said that. This is he was really talking about this lady because she is in the shit business. She what is this business called?
1: It's not a shit business. It's it's a it,
0: it literally deals with shit.
1: It's a construction, utility construction. Utility that's
0: what, construction.
1: Yeah, that's what it's called.
0: So the pipes that like different municipalities have like the County
1: infrastructure.
0: infrastructure when they need to like, why would they need to hire a company like this?
1: Well, because as you know, our country is, um, old, the infrastructure is old. There's always a need to, um, improve it. And because of the growth, uh, there's always a need to increase capacity. And we, municipalities throughout the country have to keep up with the times.
0: No, so this is like um a unique like type of business. How did you even it's, find out about this? It's
1: not so well, it is unique in a sense that not a lot of African Americans are engaged in it, um but um, you know, um Folks have been doing it for years. I know, but like, how do you, that's what I'm saying,
0: because it's a business that not a lot of black people know about, like how does a black person or a black woman like yourself find out about these different opportunities, stuff like this?
1: Well, the opportunities are are through forms of uh, open bid requests and things of that nature. Uh, It takes a lot of, it's the reason why a lot of people, African-Americans are not into it because it takes a lot to get into it. It's very capital intense, Uh, meaning you've got to have a great deal of money, credit, and a combination of both um, to get into this business. You've got to be bondable. Uh, You've got to have the resources. Uh, The equipment in this business is not cheap. Some people do just limited aspect of this business. Some people do what's called only the dig side. That means to dig the pipe up, replacing the pipe. While some people do what they call the um, the televising of the, the that side of the business. That means you're just, you know, you're 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 actually so using what's called a closed circuit television system to inspect the pipe. So some companies just do the inspection. Some people do just the rehab. That means replacing, repairing, uh building and it even goes to the extent of design and building.
0: Okay, so what I'm trying to figure out is how did Joe Black still find out about this you this is not what you always did you know you I, are a police she was a city of Atlanta police officer and then went to being a, law, a law attorney law. Mm-hmm. you went to law school and then became a city of Atlanta attorney mm-hmm. so this is not your typical field so like well, how did you even find out about this
1: I stumbled into it because of a friend of mine had a he was in the utility construction business and he was looking for somebody to come in and help him out. So I went to help him out in his business. Unfortunately, things were not good at the time. He um, was going out of business and there was nothing I could do to save his business. Uh, but he and I partnered along the way to do some other projects together. And it just, for me, it took off from there. I, 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 met, I met a young man who, who, who works for me. He is now my president of operation uh he and i met he he's i call him like my my work husband he and i met he and i talked um we talked about opportunities i thought it was a good fit and i ran with it i did have to go back and get some more education i had to go back and get my um my i had to go back and get certifications and things of that nature and that took years to do it just wasn't something i was able to just walk into uh overnight Mm-hmm. After getting certain certifications and getting certain licenses, um, I then begin to grow and build a business. And that's that's what I've done. So
0: I'm hearing like multiple or, or reoccurring themes with like just from what I know and what I hear a lot of entrepreneurs say, and then like just off this story, like you basically stumbled upon this because of a friend of a friend or somebody put you on the game, like mm-hmm. put you hip. So like the relationships kinda lead you to developing different business opportunities opportunities absolutely yeah. you
1: gotta know you gotta know what you're comfortable with you gotta know who you are in terms of your ability see a lot of this requires my ability to read plans and to understand blueprints and things of that nature well you already i already knew i already understood that i knew that i mean my desire my i tell everybody my god gifted talent with my hands was always been in construction yeah. So that was easy for me to pick up. Because she easy has for me. built every house that I have lived in. That was easy for me to understand and pick up and know.
0: So that was like your little side craft, but your side craft kind of was skilled in, in teaching you how to be prepared for or preparing you for
1: this business. I would say. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think that it comes back to understanding and realizing sometimes your purpose in life and how it all comes together. You have to know, um, you, you gotta know when you know. Mm-hmm. You, know? You, you, uh, you gotta know that when an opportunity presents itself, if it fits you and it feels right, and, and it becomes, you, when you begin to walk into that, that opportunity, if it comes together and it's not by happenstance, I believe it's always in divine order. Mm-hmm. And so when it's in divine order, it works. For me, in my life, anything that's never been in divine order, it never works out. It has never worked out. How do you know when something's in divine order, though? Because when you're met with challenges, and those challenges are defeated, and they're defeated effortlessly,
0: uh,
1: then you know that's God in the midst. God is opening those doors and putting those people in your place. Putting your people in places to to make things happen for you. Mm-hmm. You see, a lot of times, you know, I, and I give you an example. Um, I was, um, you know, doing business with big banks. You know, I had millions of dollars going going through big banks, and I'm not afraid to call their names: Santas, at the time, now not is Bank of America. You know, I had millions of dollars of my money going through their banks, my payroll, every dime I got, and I went to them to uh, try to buy a building uh, because I went from leasing, renting a 40 square foot room to, you know, leasing a 4,000 square foot space. And now I wanted to purchase this 40,000 square foot building. And I you know, went to SunTrust and, you know, I folded out the application, the credit's good. I've got the money, I've got the down payment home. Hell, I fill application and, and I didn't hear anything from them for months. Not even a phone call. Not even, hey, we're processing. You know, I I, I was just or a application number. received. Right, I was just a number mm-hmm. with them. They, they didn't value my business. They didn't value me as a customer. And just be mindful when people don't value you. Think about, you know, why you're doing business with them. Right. And so, I met this this real estate guy that uh, he and I became friends. His name is John, and uh, John said, "Hey," I said, "John," I said, "Man, you know." I'm looking for a building, but, you know, I'm having a hard time getting financing through the bank. He says, hey, look, call this lady up. She's with, you know, this bank. And I said, okay. I called her up. I said, hey, you know, John referred me and I'm looking to, you know, it's a smaller bank, but they're more, to me, and and their their receipts say that they're even more powerful than some of the big banks. Mm -hmm. So I called her up and I said, hey, look, I am looking to uh, buy a building and I and I need uh, someone to finance it. So she says, well, what do your financials look like? She says, well, I'll come out and I'll talk with you. And she came out to my office. She sat down, she talked with me. I was able to give her my financials through my CPA and, you know, she vetted everything and she said, Hey, I'll have you a pre-approval letter. And you know, in a day or two, And I'm going, huh? Right, you know, and here uh, you were going through these big things, and it was dragging. A 18- big treating me like relationships, absolutely treating me again, and t- and that's another part of my my, my 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 statement about things being in divine order. God opened that door for me. There was like, "Hey, no problem." She says, "What else do you need?" Mm-hmm. I says, "Well, you know, I'm, I need a you know a line of credit for this amount because I had a line of credit with SunTrust. I said, I need a line of credit for this amount. I need to buy this building.'" She says, "Okay, no problem." You know, what about the equipment that you need? I'm like, "Whoa, hold up!" You know, I wasn't used to all of this coming at me so fast. And so we, you know, I formed a relationship, there, and there were some requirements. She says, "Look, you know." This is what we're willing to do for you. What we expect for you to do is to move all your banking relationships over here. You know, we want you. you we want these money. You know that you're making coming through our bank every month. No, no problem. You know, you take care of me. I take care of you. So that's what I did, and that's what I mean by when things are in divine order. You see the doors opening for you more effortlessly. Yeah, you know? and 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 it works. And so though you know, I prayed to God. You know about. You know, the you know the things that I needed and the, su- the success of my business and, you know, things begin to happen. And so I made a commitment that that's what I was going to focus on. Although I had all these other talents, I just decided that this is what I liked and this is what I was going to continue to do. So being a little black girl from the hood, do you feel
0: like entrepreneurs are born or entrepreneurs are made?
1: I think there's a combination of both. What do you mean? I think you're born to be successful. I don't think there's any kid that's ever born that are born not to be successful. I think what we, rear, what, we, what we instill in our children and what we teach our children coming up dictates whether or not they're going to be successful.
0: Okay, so being successful is different from being an entrepreneur.
1: Being an entrepreneur. No, because you could be a successful
0: school teacher. Yes. You could be a successful. So I agree. I feel like everybody should be or can be successful at what they do. But But an
1: entrepreneur is somebody that has to have the the determination and the drive to to work for their self to go get it out of the mud.
0: Yeah. And to figure out to, to handle day to day operations, to put out fires, to the entrepreneurship is a skill in itself. Do you feel like those people are born like either you're born to be an entrepreneur or you can be taught? I think you can be taught. I think you can be taught. So because, you can be taught these skills.
1: I think that you can be taught to be resilient. I think you can be taught to be uh, mindful. You, you can be taught to, to, to be to be able to balance a lot of things. You know, to be an entrepreneur, it's like you gotta, you got to be capable of wearing multiple hats.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: When you break it down, what, what exactly is an entrepreneur? It's a person who's not afraid to, in my opinion, and you correct me if you know if you if you think something different, but you got to be, you, you can't be afraid of failure. Number one, you got to be willing to go out there and give it all you got mm-hmm. in each and every opportunity you're presented with. You got to be willing to wear multiple hats. You can't be one-dimensional thinker. You got to understand that you know, hey, you know, God says if that mountain is too big for you, you got to realize it. I may not be able to go through the mountain. I might have to go around it, or go over it, or go under it. Yeah. You see, so not willing to quit. See, an entrepreneur—tenacity, absolutely. Entrepreneur is somebody who's not going to quit, and 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 not allow anybody else to kill their dreams. Yeah.
0: So that you can be taught to have that. Yeah, I believe I don't think so. You can be taught to have that. I think. I think you can. I think some people got it, or some people don't, because I have personally tried to teach my peers some friends even guys i've dated to have that willpower that drive that tenacity and it's like as long as someone someone is putting it in their back they got it but as soon as you step away you don't have you need me to have you plugged into me in order to have it then you don't really have it because the moment i take out that plug and and i'm no longer pushing you then you stop then you didn't get it i'm not teaching you i'm just motivating you I feel like some people just, no matter how much you teach them, or do you think it's because it's too late?
1: I think it's because it's too late. I think timing is everything. Mm. You see, I think, I think it starts at a very, very, very young age. We cannot allow our children to get to, to, get to a point so far along in life. And then we try to teach them or motivate them.
0: So what's that age and what do you teach them at that age?
1: I think you teach them very, very young. As as, as early as they're able to comprehend and understand. What are you teaching them? What are you You're saying? teaching them how not to give up on themselves, to figure it out. You know, don't quit. Yeah. You know? you know how many times you have yelled at me, figure it out. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And you, know, and you know why? You know why that was important? Because you're a thinker now. Yeah. You, you don't come to me for every little thing. Figure it out. Yeah. Figure, figure it out. And then if that doesn't work, then fig- try something else. And that doesn't work. Try- and before you give up, then we'll have a conversation about it. Yeah. Before all else fails, then we- then I'll come to your rescue.
0: There's a meme like that, or a TikTok It's like, but it's... <laughs> in reference to dating it's like if that nigga don't work get another one if that one don't work try another one if that one don't work get another one but it's just like you saying figure it out if figure that out. idea don't work try figure another one. figure it out figure it out if get that out. idea don't work figure try another
1: one because because you, you know you, you know what that stems from and i have to go back to my mama my mama set me down one time when i had uh, disappointed myself more so than anybody else and i say this this and i want this to be an important message to all those that think that you got to be you got to have a stellar education or you got to come from a family with money or you got to have this or you got to have that type of background in order to be successful bullshit mm-hmm. bullshit my mother was poor she worked you know and sometimes two and three jobs to put food on the table we lived in the projects you know there was no my father was i knew he was but he wasn't around he didn't he didn't pay child support so everything i got i got from mama um but the point i'm making is mama used to tell me very early on that and we had this conversation like i said when i was at a very pivotal point in my life i was i was in the eighth grade supposed to go to the ninth but I got kept back for, you know, hanging out with my girlfriends, not doing what it is I was supposed to do in school. And so that summer came around and I had to come clean with my mama because I wasn't going to go to the ninth grade that year. And I was so disappointed in myself. I was scared to death because I just knew mom was going to kill me. I missed going to the ninth grade probably about 10 credit hours. And I cried. I sat down and I, had, I told mom, I said, you know, because I always tried to talk you know, have a conversation with my mom. And I said, look, mama, you know, I got something to tell you. And I began to tell her that I wasn't going to the ninth grade and I began to cry and I was so heartbroken and I was so disappointed. And, you know, and I told her that, you know, I didn't get kept back because I was dumb. I didn't get kept back because I didn't know, you know, what to do. Uh, I didn't get kept back because I wasn't capable. I got kept back because, you know, I was hanging out with the wrong crowd. You know, we were skipping school together. You know, doing things we shouldn't have been doing at that age, but I was doing them. I was with the wrong crowd, so um, and the right. Bef- well, the se- I I knew that I was in trouble in the second semester because me and my girlfriends had fallen out. So by the beginning of the third semester, I had my brother, my oldest brother, to transfer me to my school that I graduated from, Price High. And so I, but then, I then began to get my act together. But still, when the summer came, I was 10 hours short. So I uh, told mama, you know, what was going on and that I wasn't going to make it to the ninth grade. And she was totally different from what I expected her to be. My mama was like a, a warden, no nonsense, you know, and, and she, just, she, she ran a tight ship. And um, I set her down. She was getting ready. She was doing my hair in the kitchen that day. And I was talking to her. And I was scared to death because I knew once I told this and I came clean, I was going to be getting up off the floor. (laughs) But to my surprise, she sat down with me. And this is part of what she told me. She says, you know, the world is so big. There are so many things out there that you can do and you're capable of doing. All you got to do is put your mind to it. Mm-hmm. All you have to do is make a choice to do it. Don't let your environment and the people that you've been hanging around with dictate who you are, dictate your future. You know, believe in yourself, trust yourself, trust your judgment to do the right thing. You know, and that conversation, I mean, you know, we talked for a long time, and believe it or not, I, I wasn't, I, I was able to keep all my teeth. You know, I I I didn't I didn't find myself getting up off the floor, and I cried. I mean, I I was so heartbroken to have to tell my mother that that you know I I was just I couldn't believe it. You know, I mean that did more damage to me than anything I could think of growing up as a kid. But that
0: conversation but stuck. But that with
1: conversation you. stuck with me because I made my mother a promise. I, I and my mama said, baby, she says, listen. The worst thing in this world I want you to do is to, you know, not have an education and, 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 to, and, to, and to find yourself in, in a cycle where you're living in the projects and your children are having to come into the projects. And, you know, it just goes on and on and on. She's, you know, and she explained to me, she says, you know, we're here because, you know, they, they tore down our, 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 our apartment complex and they didn't give me enough notice to find us someplace else to be. But this is not where I want you to end up for the rest of your life. That conversation stuck with me. And I made my mother a promise right then and there, mama, I'm going to do something. I'm going to make something of myself. You don't have to worry, I'm gonna graduate. I'm, and I did, I graduated on time and I graduated with, with, with more credit hours than I needed. And so that turned my thinking and my, my process around. And so I stopped hanging out with the girls that wasn't doing anything. And a little did I know, every last one of them ended up dropping out of school having babies, and guess what? Living in the same projects, having their kids in them same projects. And so it going back to what you asked, it's all in what you teach your children. It's all in what you instill in them to go out and get it. And that's what I did. So what are some things you
0: wish you had known like, of course, when you, like you say, when you started out, you didn't know you were being an entrepreneur, when mm-hmm. you were starting your businesses, your style hustle. A lot of
1: things I found out on my own because my mother didn't know. You didn't get to understand, you know, coming and growing up in African-American families, a lot of things
0: are, people are the first, the first to go right. to college, the our, first to our, own a business.
1: generations just, they just yeah. didn't know. Some, know. some of them knew, some of them were fortunate enough, some of them were exposed. And me, I was, I just realized, hey, like my mama said there's a world out there. There's so many things I can learn. So much knowledge out there. So many things I was willing to, to learn and teach myself into you know to, to to talk to people. And that old saying you want to be a millionaire, hang with millionaires. You you find people that are wealthy. And you, you find out what did you do? Well, maybe that not might work for me, but I could take that same knowledge and that same ability to and apply it to something I'm capable of doing in my life and right. you know yeah, so, with you, so you being the first like that in
0: our family, what's
1: something you wish you had known?
0: Maybe you like, dang, I wish somebody had told me that when I was I- trying to be an entrepreneur or when I was starting this business or when I first started doing be ke-
1: this. Be careful who I surround myself with as I'm going and growing, um, because everybody that you know or that, that, that you think um, a ride with you or your friends or have your best interest at heart, really mm-hmm. don't mm. really don't you had to uh, learn that
0: the hard way oh
1: yeah oh yeah, oh, yeah, you had to, I had to I got burned to, to figure that out, you know
0: they say some lessons are taught some lessons are bought uh,
1: <laughs> you paying for that one <laughs> absolutely yeah, um, so you know there are some things that I'm dealing with personally the uh, lesson that I bought. Um, that even to this day that, um, I understand that everybody that, you know, that you, you, you know, or everybody that you think, you know, and it goes back to a movie I saw last night. The closest people to you are the ones that can do you most more harm. Yeah, they know your weak points. Absolutely, a stranger, ab, don't, know ab, ab, a stranger ab, don't know
0: what gets you going.
1: Absolutely, a stranger don't
0: don't know, know where ab, you're ab, soft
1: ab, at. Where and, and, the, and the the closest ones to you are the ones that are most jealous of you. Mm-hmm. And you're like, well, no, that's not true. That's my Cause I, I that's my homegirl. That's my homegirl. That's I mean, come on, that's my buddy. We, you know, we 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 ride, and we grind, and we, you know, we we thriving together. And you know, we, we we're in this similar situated, you know, situation. And, we, and you think all is well, and that's the bitch that's... What movie was that? That stabbing you in the back. It was it, the movie that I saw last night. Was called um, Trophy Wife. Trophy wise and it was very, very interesting, and it and it was so relatable, you know. Her her best friend was um, I saw it on BET last night. Her best friend was her her girlfriend, you know, but then she was sleeping with her husband mm. and was jealous of everything her mm. husband mm. did for her, mm. you know, and ended up being framed for killing her husband. So it was interesting. That's so crazy. be careful of the company
0: that you keep. Absolutely. Is right. something uh, else you wish you had known about entrepreneurship uh, before you started or something you like, oh, I'm so glad I knew that. The
1: importance of keeping my credit. I was gonna say that. The importance of keeping your, mama used to always say, pay your bills, baby. Mm-hmm. Pay your bills on time. You know, make sure that, you know, because you never know. You, because in in my mother's generation, you know, in my generation, you know, you hear people say, my word is my bond. Mm-hmm. Now it's your credit. Your credit is your bond, baby. You know, if you don't pay your bills and you don't pay your credit or your creditors, you know, people wouldn't walk, uh, that banker couldn't, wouldn't have walked in my office and was like, okay, your financials look good. after have to run the credit and run everything. Okay, we understand that you're responsible. You know, yeah. you pay. You you pay your bills, so we'll take a chance on you. Because the name of the game is other people's money. Like, you
0: want to use other people's money to do things. I know a lot of people be like, cash is king, but a lot of other races they use credit they use other people money loans business loans stuff like that yeah
1: but you but you have to be careful now because some people are not responsible with other people credit i know but that's the whole point of what you're saying you have to be good
0: with your credit you have to pay your bills you have to do these things and pay back and i tell people all the time like looking at a lot of my friends still don't even really understand or my generation really don't understand what credit is or how it affects them and i'm like you got to look at credit as your street cred, but with the bank. Yeah. So like like you said, my word is my bond on the street. Like like why would I run off on the plug, with which is the bank? Why would I run off on them? Because now I know I might need a re-up next week and they not gonna, you know what I mean, look out for me or so, whatever. Or this is if, if the bank knows like, okay, shot don't pay her bills back on time, then why would I keep loaning her more money? Because the other bank told me that you don't pay what you say you gonna pay when you gonna pay it
1: absolutely and let me just tell you something too that we as african americans don't do enough of and that's teach our children at a very young age the importance of keeping your credit clean and keeping your bills or
0: financial financial
1: literacy period yeah because and i'm gonna tell you something we've got to stop doing mothers and fathers african-american mothers Uh, let me back that up not just African American mothers and fathers, people mm-hmm. stop running your children's credit before they even know what the failed credit is, okay? Mm. You know, I have known situations where people, you know, using their kids' name and their kids' social security number to get a light bill or, or the you know the, the cable. The, the cable bill. or the phone bill. What the hell are you doing? Stop it. Clean your shit up. Your children should never grow up or win somebody money that they had no clue about. Yeah. Stop
0: it. You don't give you them a fighting chance. You don't
1: give your kids a fighting chance. You've got to put your children in a position in life to at least, the, you know, they're, they're on an evil or playing field so they can at least have a chance of surviving. You know, I, you and, 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 and let me tell you something else, parents. Don't be afraid. When your kids are 15, 14, 15, 16 years old, give them a credit card, but monitor it, okay? <laughs> I, you know, I, as a parent, I did that with my girls, both of them. When they were 14, 15 years old, they had American Express cards. I set the limit some one of them one of them stayed within the limit one of them didn't stay within the limit i would ball until we and ball. the one okay, that did me, and the, the one ball. and the one that didn't stay in the limit guess what her privileges were revoked until she was able to get it together
0: well i will say good parenting as well like you took my card away so i physically could not use it but she did keep me on her american express as an authorized user so now i still have american express and they think well they say Because I've been an authorized user for so long, my credit history with them is like 16, 17 years old because I've been on there. So I feel like that was great
1: parenting. So that means that when you were able able to get your own credit with American Express, you were already established. The average 20-year-old or 21-year-old can't do that. Unless you give them a fighting chance.
0: But I pay my American Express on time.
1: Her own American Express on time now. But every month. When she was on my account, of course, I was responsible for paying the bills. And of course, I paid them on time. But when I say to my 14-year-old daughter that, hey, your limit is four hundred dollars a month, and I get a bill where you done spent seven hundred dollars a month, guess what? You won't get no money for but the you next one. $700 month. got you a lot back then. I'm talking about a couple pairs of shoes. Hey, everything. but you you won't get it that much because yeah. I, I wasn't playing. Just like the cell phone bills. You know, parents, same thing. My kids were young. They said, well, what's the right age? I, I don't know. Whatever the right age feels for you may not be the feel for me. But I felt like having girls, I needed to be able to get in touch with my girls, or they needed to be able to get in touch with me anytime any place anywhere so i never wanted to have any problems so my i kids think got- i got
0: my first cell phone and probably like the third or fourth grade. Right. And I
1: and I gave them cell phones. But so it was, they, this was back when you had to buy minutes. So it wasn't like unlimited. Like I could right. call Right. It wasn't pay. unlimited because yeah. her phone eventually got taken. But I take that back. Both of their phones eventually got taken because they didn't, you know, stick with the rules in terms of being, you know, within their minutes. So when their phone bills got to be, you know. Oh, these kids now will never know the buy, struggle of having
0: to wait till nine to call your friends. What? Because, you know, it used to be free at the nine. They don't, never even, they don't even know. No, they'll know. About that. so back to like the financial literacy part like of course you you did little things like giving us a credit card you but like what are some ways you can teach parents out there can teach children financial literacy early on because i will tell you one thing that i remember early on that i really do feel like helped to shape me so even when nana was like um paying bills and stuff like that she always you know this is back when they had checks you used to have to write out checks to the to pay the bills so she would show me okay this is georgia power and i learned how to write a check out so write this check to georgia power for this month's bill so i would see the bills even though i'm not really it's not my money but i'm writing the checks out i knew how to write a check early on even though we don't even use checks anymore we got debit
1: cards and stuff i still write checks in some cases
0: well, you're an ancient that's mm-hmm. ancient that's old school well like I'm... you might as well have the stone and the thing hitting into the stone Oh, well, i might as well but i, I still write A chisel checks. i still write checks okay sometimes. well anyways but t- i will write checks i will write the bills and doing that and seeing the bills every month i kind of noticed like oh wait the light bill going up or we need to cut the lights out. Like it helped me be mindful of the bills at an early age. So sitting down with your kids and showing them what the bills are, not necessarily making it their responsibility, but just educating them or teaching them how to pay bills made it a lot less um, intimidating when I moved out at 18 and had to pay my own bills. I understood that, oh, if you don't pay it by this day, it will go up or they will give you a penalty
1: or or it's going to get cut off or it's going to get cut off. and 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 so that's what that's what i used to do for you and your sister i literally sometimes parents you you got to get real with your children you got to sit them down and i and i made my daughter come up with the budget i said okay you think you can survive in this world let's let's figure it out without an education how much do you think a nice apartment costs make her write that down how much do you think the light's going to cost? Make them write that down. We went down through this whole litany of all just the bare responsibilities. Like I need
0: my nails done. I need my hair done. And,
1: and make them go through the, the whole budget, okay, of responsibility, just a minimum, and let them see the expenses. Of, you know, let them see how much things cost, and then tell them, and then show them. Okay, now, if you get a job at McDonald's, Burger King, Waffle House, Target, TJ Maxx, wherever, making, let's say fifteen dollars an hour now. Yeah, because back then it was probably seven, eight, maybe well, not even seven or eight, maybe five, six dollars an hour. Jesus, let them see how much money they were going to make at that rate, then let them see how much it was going to cost to live at that rate. And get them to understand that the two just didn't add up (laughs) Uh, because it's just not going to add up unless they take it a step further go out get an education or come up with some way legally to 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 supplement their income and for me i was never afraid to work two and three jobs to do it but you've got to show your children at a very young age that living ain't free yeah you know, living this. This is how dream. expensive it is. It is expensive, not to mention. This one always wanted a hundred. Back then, it was a hundred dollars Jordans, hundred you know fifty dollars pair of Jordans.
0: Jordans. Was on the hundred dollars. Man,
1: what? But and then, there, now you used to get new back eighty five. Back the, then, back then Jordans were a hundred dollars, and right. that, that was a lot. But now Jordans are what? I don't even know. Probably like $200. Three, two hundred dollars, three. Two, three two, maybe
0: three hundred dollars. You know, so maybe like two seventy five. I don't know. I well, can still got my old
1: ones. So to you, you gotta teach children that first of all, people have to work for money. You know, it, you got responsibility. It's just not gonna fall out the sky. Do
0: you feel like you should make your cho- your child get a job? Absolutely. You didn't make me get a job though.
1: Yes, I did. You didn't make me. I didn't I, make you. No, you, I wanted a job. You wanted a job, don't, right? I mean, don't do me. I was I, a hustler. But all, all of all, uh, you and your sister both started working very early. You know, I was fourteen years old. Yeah, so. and your sister started working at I mean, she may have been 13, 14. Mm. But yeah, I think I think every parent should make their children get my a job. My first job was at Athlete's Foot in Cumberland,
0: Mom, because I wanted a job where I can get a discount on shoes. Even though I didn't really get a discount, at least I got to you know secure my drops when they came. Yeah. So work where you want to work. Then I also got a job at Six Flags. That was real fun too. Yeah. So I think every kids work every
1: parent should require their children to get out and get a job because I know parents right now that didn't require their children to get jobs, and the children, and excuse my opinion, excuse my friends, they're sorry as hell. They are the kids are just they, they don't they have a grown clue.
0: and they don't know they
1: they're grown
0: ass kids. And don't have a clue. And I think that even though you might not like, obviously, I don't still work at a shoe store. I don't still work at um, Six Flags. I I worked I worked a lot of different jobs. I worked at like a battery store. But I think that working UPS, I I think working these different jobs teaches you like. Certain life skills like how to be held accountable how to show up on time How to know that it's not just about you like you know what I mean? Sometimes it's like teamwork made the dream work because when I was at UPS I used to have somebody else pack my truck because baby I was nothing to do that But you learn that's a skill I learned how to how to use the pretty girl perks on dudes to be like this is too heavy Can you that have, is so that is pack my that truck is, please that is horrible, but it, it's a skill that worked works absolutely horrible. It helped it, it helped me you getting their money. I was 17 working in UPS on Fulton industrial in the hot summer heat truck. No and lifting them
1: boxes them heavy boxes but, think, but just think how horrible that, that was. horrible you, dudes you love to come in the truck and flirt with me but you're using those dudes so, the price of them flirting with you was to load your truck. Yep. And be sitting there having good conversations. Absolutely horrible.
0: Having dope conversations just like this. So, it, it taught me a lot of things the power of speaking <laughs> and how to use what you got to get what you want. So,
1: you said so you had these guys job. loading your truck. Yeah. You get paid while they're doing the work. Yeah. I guess I had. I, I, on one hand, I guess that's brilliant. Yeah, it is. Okay. Yeah.
0: So I said that to say, don't look at it like, even though at the time I didn't know what I wanted to be when I grew up, I literally had no idea. Um, I think I kind of like always wanted to be in entertainment, but I didn't know where or how I fit into that. But obviously UPS, athlete's foot, six legs don't fall under those fields, but it still prepared me. I know how to show up on time. I know how to be a great team member, a great, you know what I mean? I know how to get use what I got to get what I want. So yeah. Work different jobs to learn different skills at an early on age.
1: I would agree because I worked a lot of them. What I was your agree.
0: What was your least favorite job, or your most favorite?
1: My least favorite job was when I worked at a collection agency.
0: Oh, because people was hanging up in your face all day.
1: Uh it wasn't so much that I just, <laughs> I just I I just hate calling people, begging you know, hounding people to pay bills that obviously they couldn't afford to pay. I thought you was gonna say working at Piccadilly. Oh no! That was the first one. That that was the very first real job I had at nine years old, washing dishes at Piccadilly. Why would I hate it? I mean, you know, because who liked washing dishes? I didn't care at the time. I was. It was nine. Yeah. You know, I was, make, <laughs> I was making. You know, forty, fifty, sixty cents an hour. I didn't care. That's slavery. Hey, back then, it was a fifty minim- cents. I think maybe sixty cents. It was minimum. wage. Oh wow, sixty cents. It was minimum wage. I mean, when I think this about- country ought to be
0: ashamed of themselves that it call sixty cents minimum wage. But that back then, though, those were the times.
1: If that should have never been minimum wage. I, you know, hey, I, 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 That's I did. slavery. Maybe, maybe. I but think I was, people in prison. I was get happy paid to that. have it back then in those times. You know. I worked for a, a, as a kid, I can remember as far back as been probably four or five, working in Mr. Josh's uh restaurant, cafe, right over here in Folkwood over on Hilliard Street. And Mr. Josh probably gave me a quarter a day. You know, my brother and I would go a quarter a day, go, a quarter a day with a plate of co- uh, collard grains, fried chicken and macaroni and cheese. And we were happy to get it. I would me and my brother would, I my brother got mad at me. My brother Von got mad at me because I took his job. We would take people's order put the order on the uh, on the table <laughs> on the counter and then when mr josh fixed the order we would give it to the people when the people left we would clean the tables and put the i mean me and my brother did that i've been working literally feels like all my life that's like
0: a century you know how either
1: how old you are or how poor you had to be to be happy for a quarter a hey, day but how many kids in the neighborhood wasn't doing that how okay. I many kids? in you know, my brother and I, and we, we literally, I, ta- I, we literally, oh, so you would all the time. Mm-hmm. My brother and I. That's why I know the city like the back of my hand. He and I, my, my brother Vaughn and I, along with some other neighborhood kids, used to sell peanut brother brother. And we had to be about seven, six or seven years old. He would come in the summertime, Mr. Jim, in a station wagon and pick us up right here on felton drive right here in folk ward felton drive take us up to buckhead take us all around the city of atlanta selling peanut brother brittle for him on the street on the street the candy would cost two dollars and 25 cents we got to keep the 25 cents he got the two dollars now oftentimes oftentimes there were there were people that wouldn't buy the candy but just give us the donation then y'all got to keep that and we got to keep the donation absolutely oh so y'all was the first water boys probably yeah i guess that's what you call them now. we call them water boy i Amen, lady. <laughs> at the window that that was y'all we didn't knock on windows we were very just dis- we were very respectful <laughs> we were on the side we were stand on <laughs> the corner and we would actually you know we had a little speech back then i can't remember what it was but it was like hey you know would you like to buy a box of candy that we working for you know you should get to these, these water the boys some tips they're so disrespectful and so violent. They be putting, it's days. like, get your
0: hands off my window.
1: Yeah. Yeah, they are. Y'all, but you went like that. No, we were, we were very mannerable, very humble kids. And my brother had. But that's entrepreneurship. Well, technically
0: it wasn't because you was working for somebody else. Yeah. And he was kind of getting over on y'all. He
1: may have, but we were happy with it. We would come home with so much change in our pocket, we could barely move. <laughs> I mean, and we were we were fine with it. So I guess when you think about it, I've been working, Sabrina. Ooh, 55, fifty five, fifty six years, and I'm just sixty one. Yeah.
0: A do you ever time. get tired?
1: Yeah. Do
0: you? What do? What does taking a break or you know being an entrepreneur can be very mentally taxing? So how, what are you doing for you to take that load off? Uh, how are you learning to take a break? I know the answer that
1: you ain't never took a break. Yeah, but I was, I, I, was I was about to say that. Look, when I think about it, entrepreneurs never sleep. That's, they never they never take a break. But we have to allow ourselves to taking a no sh- taking a break for me is okay. I get to go you know to a va- to get, get to go away vacationing for a couple of days. Yeah, you know whether that be to the casino or whether that be to. Hawaii, I get to go relax, but there's always something going on. Yeah. So I can't never like totally turn off.
0: Right. In home, in, in At the home. city. Yeah. So
1: something's, so I've always got to be engaged. So when you, when you are. But that's, that's exhausting. Maybe,
0: maybe. But I think that that's a prop, that is a symptom of.
1: We're, never settling.
0: Never settling, yes. And I think because you're from that generation of I'm going to make a way, I'm going to find a way, and this is the only way I have, and my back is against the wall type of thing. But now I'm a part of the generation where we realize like, hey, life doesn't have to be that way, it can be whatever you created to be. So I think that now we are, my generation is learning that entrepreneurship can be very rewarding, but it can, we can also take the time and make the time to turn off. Like I want to be an entrepreneur, but I want to go home and spend time with my my kids when I have them. I want to be able to unplug at a certain time. Oh, you do? I mean, I was,
1: I at, wanna... I was at home with you guys, you know. No, she wasn't. Uh, yes, I was, I was at home with you guys You know, saying about you being the mama doing. Oh, you weren't present. I was present. I was present. You know, uh, you may think I I should have been more present, physically there, but your mind being somewhere else. Okay,
0: then I may have been guilty of that, but still. Yeah, that's what I
1: mean. You weren't mentally present. I, I had to do what I needed to do to survive.
0: I know, but that's, and I'm not faulting you for that. I'm just saying that now because times have evolved, entrepreneurship has evolved, careers have evolved. The world evolved, has changed. The world has changed drastically. And so what I'm trying to give you now is some of what we have. It's like, hey, baby girl, you don't got to stress 24 hours. The that's world, a
1: new way of doing world, things. The
0: world don't even deserve 24 of your whole hours out the day. I agree. Why would the world deserve that? The world can't get... What like, I got, some
1: days the world don't get none. Yeah, that's true. I agree. And that's okay. I might not leave my house today. And, that, and you know, and that's okay. And that's fine. Yeah. I, I don't think anything's wrong with that. I know. but I just think what... that I've I lived the life where that, I didn't have that option. In my generation, that wasn't an option because the world has evolved so much and so differently. And so the dreams that I were chasing, you know, I, I, I only knew how to chase them, you know, a particular way. And so now you guys have come along and you figured out how to make money doing this. You figured out how to be successful doing that. You figured out how to do this. You know, and so it's like, wow, you guys are making cause some of the things you tell me. I was like, wow, you guys really, you know, people really pay to see that. Like people, you know, <laughs> on, 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 saying stupid stuff and doing stupid things. And I'm like, yeah. uh, they're getting paid to do that. Yeah. I mean, so all this is new to me and making yeah. this money from the
0: comfort of their home and yeah, yeah. and can make it and make a one minute video and yeah. then that one minute video makes them three, four times their you monthly
1: know, I was, expenses. I, I was telling a good dear friend of mine uh, the other day, uh, Wally Kareem, we were police officers together and he and I had been friends for, I guess, over 30 plus years before you were born. Mm-hmm. And he came to the office to check on me uh, last week and uh, he and I were talking and I said, Wally, do you remember when you and I were talking, and, you, and we were in his house, in his basement one day, and he telling me, Shalitha, he talks with an accent, Shalitha, there's going to be something called a super informational highway. He's from Barbados. And I was like, huh? What the hell is a super informational highway? He said, yes, yeah, the World Wide Web. I said, so I can go down the street? And that's gonna be information just for could Just Drive. He says, "No, it's not gonna be like you're driving down the street or anything." He went to try to explain to me. I'm like, my mind, I just couldn't wrap my, you know, this, this was thing in the, on the, 90s? the Internet, what the hell? No, it's before you were born. Oh. It, was, it was literally in the '80s. Right at the Right at the time of, right before you were born, and right when you were born, this internet thing comes. What the hell is the internet? You mean there's going to be a place where people are going to be storing information, and you can go there? And he says, No, nah, you're not going to have to go there. Like, it's to be, he's like it's going to be in the cloud. What the hell I to the go to th- get what? to the internet? Right. And like, in i cloud? What right. the hell's the cloud? So you know, it's like I'm thinking, what? You know, wh-. I told, and I brain. told him, I said, why I said, you know what. Back when you were telling me all this, shit, you and I should have been Google. We just didn't know. We just didn't know how to capitalize on it or what to do or how to make it come to fruition. But he and I should have been fucking Google. Really? Well, we listen to Wally because Wally could have been the Wally World, the Wally Web. Yeah. It was instead of been the World Wide Web, it had been the World Wally, Wally uh, World Web. You know? Yep, so, something. Hey. hey. So it was just a while because he
0: was on something. Yeah. And now we have whole careers. Yeah, on the damn world wide web. On I mean, the you Internet. know, so. I don't even think we call Oh, yeah, you do still use it because you w- type w- it. W- yeah. yeah. So, <laughs> you know. <laughs> That's so old. I didn't even Yeah. Know. So, yeah. you know, it's just, it's interesting how time Kids changed. now don't even know that you used to have to have a phone line to even have the web. Remember, you used to have the dial up? Yeah. <laughs> Remember, you couldn't even like be on the
1: phone yeah. and search on the internet at the same time. I rem- I remember the first computer shit I bought was a uh, was a Macintosh, and uh, you had the little square floppy disk. Kids now, they was like, "What the hell's a floppy disk?" Oh yeah, yeah. Now we have hard drives. Don't, only a couple of games it, it would play. You know, it was not, not the computer being used for games. You got games on your computer. It was one game that it played, and you you really couldn't figure out how to play that on. <laughs> It was horrible, now that I think back on it, yeah. So, you know, times have changed, people have changed, but I think the message hasn't. No, I think that the same rules apply.
0: It's just the game changes. Yeah. Yeah, so the same rules are like, the fundamentals are keep your money in order, get your, make sure your credit is right, pay your bills on time, build strong relationships, with people because these relationships will bring you believe in yourself and trust in God believing in yourself and trusting God mm-hmm. these are the fun- the fundamentals of entrepreneurship Found- foundation or business yeah, period. or life period. period. any game any game yeah any period. game those mm-hmm. are the fundamentals yeah absolutely okay that's a good that's a good fundamental okay so now it's time for I want to know where at the end of each episode I want to we say I want to know and then I ask her a question and she has to be completely truthfully honest, brutally honest, and then she gets to ask me a question. So, hmm, what do you want to know? You go first. Hmm. Well, I want to know what's something you would want me to know? And always remember besides believing in myself. If you left this Earth today, like if you left Earth, what's something you would be like? Ah, oh, just don't ever forget this.
1: Don't ever forget that I love you That's- from the bottom of my heart. That's no, why. No, I mean you know don't like some people grow up. I know that, you no. love me. Yeah, don't ever forget that. that, and all, much. that done, uh, and all that I've done, on all that I've done and I've strived to do in this world is to be the best person best mother that um i knew her okay i'll give you that
0: okay same question to you if i was to leave Mm -hmm. what would you want to know what would you want me to know oh what would i want you to know um hmm. that even though i give you a lot of slack and I've raised a lot of hell, and we've had our turmoil. And you know, you get on my nerves, and you do stress me out, and the list goes on. <laughs> like,
1: Baby, that, that, list is like, rec- that, that list
0: goes reciprocate. Even though, very easy. Even though, um, I have. And I used to say that growing up in your house was like growing up in hell and you were the warden and all those things. But you are honestly the greatest gift that God has ever given me. I am so, so blessed to have a mother that is that loved me, that cared, that was mindful, attentive to a lot of things that a lot of other parents were. not And that also didn't give up. Like, I know I give you a lot of slack on um, how much you were a hustler and how much you did pour yourself into your career while I was growing up. But I really appreciate the fact that you didn't lose yourself in motherhood. And if I ever have children that I hope, and I will have that balance of being a good mom, but still pursuing my own career, pursuing my own dreams. And, and I only know how to do that now because I saw you do it. So all that I have accomplished it's thanks to me, but I just
1: <laughs> it's thanks to the example that you have given me. Thank you. So I'm grateful for that. You know, my mother once told me that you, as a parent, you never know whether you got it right or wrong until your kids actually are grown, and you can sit back and see. You know, well, I must have done something right. Yeah, you did it pretty you good know, with me, huh? You know, I, 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 what I, all my teachings, you know, didn't fall on deaf ears. You know, so. Mm-hmm. They didn't. Yeah. I'm proud of it myself. you proud of yourself. <laughs> <laughs> I'm proud of me and I'm proud of you too. That's right. it.
0: All right, y'all. Thanks for watching another episode of Mommy and Me. Please don't forget to like, comment, subscribe. You can catch these each and every Monday dropping on YouTube. Let us know any questions, topics, things you want us to discuss below so we can get those in rotation and answering them for you. Signing out. It is Brie Renee straight from the
1: A. And yeah. I am Miss Renee. Good morning. See you guys
0: next Monday.